an amazing foundation and it brought us to where we were. But he's saying, I want you to step into your next season. I want you to step into it. And the next season is as with a name change as everyday church. And in Romans chapter 1 verse 1, it's based, our name change was based on this scripture. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. And so we offered ourselves up as living sacrifices, didn't we? And we said we understand that church isn't about just Sundays. It's about every day. Every day we live for Jesus Christ. We get up in the morning and we commit our day and everything we've got to do for that day to him. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Yet in all, in and through that, our vision and our mission has remained the same. And we've summed it up in three simple words and that is connect, grow, empower. Connect, grow, empower. You know, when Jesus left this earth, he left us with the Great Commission. He left us with the Great Commission and it was for everybody. It wasn't just for the males. It wasn't just for the females. It wasn't just for those who worked for the church. It wasn't just for those that had been to Bible college. The Great Commission was for every single person, every believer, and that is to go and make disciples. To go and make disciples. And God has given us a vision here at Everyday Church to accomplish this mission of making disciples. It's really the Great Commission. Any church you go to, really, their vision and mission is the Great Commission. We just use different words and we have different processes and and things like that. But at the end of the day, all it is is obedience to Jesus Christ and what he says in the Bible. And so we've summed it up in three simple words, connect, grow, empower. And so we are committed to helping people connect with God, grow in relationship and empower others to make a difference. That's what we do here at Everyday Church. That's our mission. That's our vision that he has given us. And so we firstly go through the process ourselves. That's what we do. We go through the process. And then what we do is we come back round and we take others through the process. So that's how it works. And so this is how we make disciples here at Everyday Church. And so connect with God. It's pretty simple, right? It's connecting people with God and we mainly do it through our Sunday services Um, that's why we invite people to church that's why we encourage people to be in God's house it's so important that's why we make it and we ask you to make it a priority in your life you know when myself and Jacob uh, got saved many years ago many years ago we decided it was a non-negotiable making church a priority in our lives and you think well you're pastors you have to know this is way before we were pastors and we had to we made it a non-negotiable in our life and we understood the privilege and the importance of gathering in one place as believers it's such an amazing privilege to be able to do that and inviting those also to come into God's house as well so that they too can gather with other believers and connect with God so most of our teams that serve here on a Sunday uh, it's all about connecting people with God it's all about that first connect or wherever we've got it connect there that's what it's about our online services is all about connecting people with God when someone comes into our church and they've been touched by God 
you know, they've just entered into worship or they've had some sort of encounter or they've given their hearts to Jesus Christ, we've just accomplished that first part of our vision or our mission and that is connecting people with God. The next step in the process is to grow, to grow in relationship. And this is mainly done through our connect groups, with which Adele uh, so beautifully talked about just, just then. And so it's about growing in relationship with Jesus and with other people. Because at the end of the day, that's why we were created, isn't it? We were created for relationship. We were created to, to grow in God and to grow uh, with other people. You know, to become a disciple, to become a follower of Jesus Christ, what you do is, is you learn and study that person don't you which is what we do uh, in our connect groups and also grow in relationship with other people and our connect groups provide uh, a space for that so we want to encourage anyone that has been attending our Sunday services for a while that what your next step then is is to get into a connect group so you come into church, you get touched by God, you keep coming for however many, however long it takes and then it's time for your next step. And then your next step is, okay, join a small group where you can be vulnerable. Oh, who likes that word? Vulnerable, share your heart, receive prayer, you know, uh, learn how to, you know, turn to your Bible. Like, and we don't always know either. <laughs> People think it's like we know exactly where, it, well, Jacob might, but I don't. Let's just be embarrassed together, you know, who knows? And then so all these things start to happen in a connect group. You learn more about God, you grow in relationship with God and guess what? You get to know your fellow people that are in your church as well and you support one another and you share with one another and all of that. And so that is uh, the next step in the process. Now with that in mind, uh, just to let you know a slight change, as of next term we're changing the name of our connect groups from connect group to growth groups because we believe that better reflects what we're actually doing here and we also believe it will bring more clarity uh, to our process so when you see grow you think growth group and then you think am I in a, in a growth group or who can I get into a growth group to come along with me and so that's the next step in the process the next step then and this is cool when you get to this bit is empowering others to make a difference that's the next step in the process. Empower others to make a difference. And this is mainly done through our serving teams. First step, to join a team. Uh, you know, you begin to move from, from serving self to serving others. You start to get an outward focus, don't you? As you go through the process and you hit this step, then it becomes about others. And you're still doing these other two steps, of course. You're still coming to church on Sundays and you're still in a connect group or growth group as of next term, but then you begin to start serving on team and you start to, to empower others, you start to serve other people and what you're doing is you're circling back then because you're serving on team here and all our teams is about what? Connecting people with God. So you start to come full circle. And so, you know, if you join our kids team, you start taking our children through the process. You know, any ministry that we have, it's the same vision. It's the same mission. It's the same process. You know, when God willing, when we launch our youth group this year, that's what it's going to be about. We're going to be taking our kids through connecting with God, growing in relationship, and then we're going to be empowering our youth to serve on team as well. So it's all, all the same. 
So if you join our welcome team, our catering team, our, our uh, worship team, you start to play a massive part in connecting people with God. You know, it's never about our own agenda. Sometimes we have our own ideas of what we want to do and, and I, I want to do this or I want to do that. But it always comes back to what does God want to do and it's always about serving other people. And we really believe that God has given every single person gifts and talents to walk in and to utilise. And as you begin to walk in them, and, and we, want people, we want people where God wants to place them. That's what it is at the end of the day because he knows best how he's created a person. So he knows what gifts and talents he's given that particular person. And if we get people in that place, walking in, in discovering their purpose and fulfilling their destiny, then ultimately that's going to make a difference in the lives of other people. Amen? Regardless. It can't, you can't help but not. You will make a difference in the lives of other people when you begin to walk in all that God's got for you. And so that is the next step in the process now with that in mind we're splitting up our growth track so those that know about our growth track it's a three uh, week course normally but what we're doing this year is where the first part we're going to be doing is the welcome to every day which is what uh, Adele was just talking about and that's where you'll hear the vision and the heart and the values uh, of our church and our next one is coming up on the 18th of March and so that's the first step and then you get to decide do I want to be a part of this church not you guys because you guys already are hopefully <laughs> unless you're new here and you're still deciding but this is for when pe new people come in do I want to be a part of this church can I connect in with this vision is this where God is calling me to and they make that decision because you're connecting in with the vision and uh, and then once that's done then well, then we're going to offer another um, the second part is a two-week series which was our growth track we're just splitting it and that's going to be called the empower course and so if you remember when you did the growth track if you've done it I hope you have or if not it's coming up and that's where you do your personality test and and your spiritual giftings test and and that's where it helps you find what God has called you to what your gifts and talents are so so we can find where you best fit in the church and in the teams here does that make sense? Connect, grow, empower. So we're taking you from one step to this step to the next step and then we go back around and we start to bring other people through the process. And that's what God has given us here at Everyday Church. And so that means that if we're accomplishing our vision, then we are a growing church. If we're doing really what God has called us to do, then we are a growing church and we really will not remain the same. And I really believe that the word that God has given us over our church for the year of 2021, as we continue to step out in an unrestrained boldness, as we continue to work towards the calling of our church, that this year is going to be a year of change. A year of change. Now, when some people hear that word, the first thing that they, their emotion is excitement. Who got excited then? <laughs> Couple. For others, when they hear that word change, they cringe. Some people are maybe in between, a bit of excitement and a bit of cringe. So when God uh, first gave me this word for our church for the year of 2021, when he first gave it to me towards the end of last year, I'm on the side of cringe. So he gave me this word and I said to God, that's a terrible word. I said, I'm not sharing that word with the church. I said, haven't we had enough change for the year of 2020? Who wants more change? 
And so that was my response to God. But you know, I'm smart enough, I hope anyway, to submit and to surrender and to get in align with our Heavenly Father, amen. And after I repented and came into alignment with Him, I realized how incredibly exciting it actually is. And God is saying that this year, that we are going to see a year of change. We're going to see a year and change in our circumstances. And that's whatever that looks like for you personally. We're going to see a change in our marriages. We're going to see a change in our finances. We're going to see a change in the way we think, a change in our mindsets, our perspectives, a change in the atmosphere, a change in how God moves in our lives. God is wanting to do something with us this year and it involves change. Now, change doesn't have to be a dirty word. It doesn't. Change can be exciting and it can look different for every single person. And we're going to see it in our individual lives and for us as a church, a year of change. You know, Jesus, when he walked this earth, he didn't always heal people the same way, did he? One way he... He picked up, what did he do? He spat on the ground and he picked up the dirt with his spit and he rubbed his saliva in the spit and then he wiped it in the blind man's eyes and then the blind man could see. Another, the lady just had to touch his jacket, his cloak, and she was healed instantly. 12 years of bleeding and she was healed. Another, um, he just looked at the guy and said, pick up your mat and start walking. And so he never healed the same, really, did he? He was always, you know, Jesus didn't care about man-made rules and traditions, did he? He didn't always do things how we thought. You know, God loves to, to move outside of the box. And when Jesus came, he turned the law on its head, didn't he? He sat with sinners. He turned up money tables. Uh, he was accused of being a drunk and a glutton. He healed on the Sabbath. You know, when Jesus came, he moved and he shifted things. That's what he did. He moved things around. He didn't do things the way people expected, especially the Pharisees. They expected him to do things a certain way, but he didn't do it the way they expected because God had another way. Even the way Jesus came to this earth wasn't the way people thought. They just didn't think that he'd come that way. And even the Jews didn't recognize the Messiah. They didn't recognize him because he came differently from what they expected. You know, I used to get so annoyed at God, and Jenny <laughs> might even remember this, back in uh, when I was in rehabilitation uh, many years ago, and, and I'd, I'd been there for almost two years, two years doing the program, and I was still struggling with wanting to use drugs. Still, after two years, I was still struggling with these thoughts. And, and I used to hear about and read about and see people that got instantly delivered and set free from drug addiction and alcoholism in just an instant. God would just touch them and they'd, and they'd be healed and that was it. And I used to cry out to God and say how unfair it was that here I am two years into a program and still struggling. Why can't you heal me like you've healed them? Why? Why can't you heal me like you heal them? Why do I have to go through such a long process to find my healing and to find my freedom? You know, a lot of us want change, but change that we think we can control or that we want to control, change that fits into uh, a little box, change that fits into our mindsets, uh, change that we can, we can move and control. We want our kids to be set free, but, but we want to keep enabling them. We, we want to lose weight, but we want to eat Maccas three times a week. <laughs> nah. 
We, we, want, we want our dreams and goals to be fulfilled, but we don't want to be disciplined. We don't, want to take, we don't want to do what it takes to get there, but we want it. We want to see our church fulfill its vision, but we want to hold on to our own agendas and our own mindsets of how we think church should be. But we want it to fill it, the church to fulfill its vision. We want better marriages, but we don't want to do what it takes to get a better, better marriage. We want what other people have got, but again, we don't want to do what it takes to get there. We just want it. I just want the healing. Just do it. Just set me free. And that's what I was like. Just heal me like you healed those other people, God, please. You know, uh, just I'm, I'm on the back end, the bottom end of Australia. And really, it's the most beautiful place on this earth. But in my mind, it was the worst place at that time. But that's the mindset, isn't it? When you get caught in the self-pity and the, your own agenda and how you think things should be done, everything looks different to what is actually happening. But God had a different way for me. He had a different plan. And you know what it involved? It involved me changing. That's what it involved, me changing. There was no other way, and boy, did I try. And Jenny O can testify to that. But it involved me changing. It involved me trusting in the process. And it reminds me of a guy called Naaman in the Bible. He was a well-respected guy. Uh, you'll find him in Two Kings. Uh, he was a commander of a large army, a great reputation. He was powerful, but he had leprosy and he wanted to get healed, just like I did. He wanted to get healed. And so he went to Elisha's house, the man of God, the great prophet, and Elisha sent someone else to the door. <laughs> Elisha didn't even go, and this is a man of great reputation. He didn't even go to the door himself. He sent a messenger to the door, and this messenger said to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you'll be cleansed. And But Naaman got so angry. He got so angry, and he wanted Elisha to come out. That's what the Bible says. He wanted Elisha to come out and wave his hand and cure him on the spot. And then he was angry because he thought Elisha should have asked him to go uh, dip himself or wash himself in some other river but the Jordan River because the Jordan was considered small and dirty. So he's like, if he's going to say that, or do that, but at least give me another river, a nicer river, a bigger river. And, um, but at the end of the day, Naaman wanted things the way he wanted them. He had his own idea of how healing would take place. Yet there were steps he needed to take and instructions he needed to follow and he had to humble himself, he had to change his mindset, he had to repent and lay down his own agenda, his pride, and he had to change to get his miracle. I had to change to get my miracle. And the question is, is where do you have to change to get your miracle? At the end of the day, it starts here. A horrible word for 2021. I don't even get a clap this morning. I knew it was going to be like this, no. In Jesus' name, we cannot meet Jesus and not change. We cannot meet him and not change. He changes everything. He changes our perspective. He changes our hearts. He transforms us from the inside out. And that change should produce more change. And in uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, But we all, with open face beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We should be constantly changing and transforming in Jesus Christ. The scripture there says from glory to glory. That means it's wherever tra being transformed, wherever changing. We never stay the same. 
And so our God is all about change. He's all about change. And as we spend time in his word and in prayer, he's all about transformation. Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He's all about growing. The words changed and transformation and uh, are exciting words. I need to change my mindset. I know Jacob loves the word change. Adele loves the word change. But I cringe at the word change. But God has another plan. Amen. You know, he is all about producing fruit. And, and, and he says that the fruit speaks for itself. You can tell by a person, by their fruit. You can see it. John 15, 8 says this, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. When we bear good fruit, we show that we are his disciples. John 15, 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. God has called us to produce fruit, both as individuals and as a church. And if we are not producing fruit, if we are not growing, if we are not moving forward, we need to ask ourselves the question, why not? Why not? Your why not is going to be different to my why not. (laughs) I could tell you my why not, but I'd rather not. (laughs) You tell me your why not and I'll tell you mine. (laughs) There's a parable in the Bible which I've always thought is a little harsh. But, you know, now that I think about it, maybe it's the actual opposite and maybe it's actually extremely gracious. It says this in Luke chapter 13, verse 6, Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it, but he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig cut it down, Um, it's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertiliser. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Jesus told this parable to show the people that they had a chance to repent. That's what the parable is about. They had, if you look at it from the other angle, that they had a chance to change their ways, that they had a chance that it had been three years and he's saying, I'm going to give you another year, another year to change your ways, another year to repent, another year to start producing fruit because you were created to produce fruit. You were created to produce fruit. But he was warning them also that God is not a pushover. I don't know, sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but sometimes we think we can, you know, but God can't be mocked. That's what the Bible says. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. And as much as we have grace and mercy, there there does come a time of judgment. There comes a time of accountability. There comes a time where God has given you things within you and he calls you to respond to his great love and, and to his pruning and to all of that and to produce fruit. And we have to change to produce fruit. And again, it comes back to change we must respond to God's pruning process and to change we need to repent repentance that's another word that people don't like 
But all repentance means, repent just means to change the way that you think, to come into alignment and to come into agreement with what God is saying. That's all repent is. And if this, this year, the year of 2021, is to be a year of change for us as individuals and for us as a church, then we do need to start with ourselves. And it starts with repentance. You know, God is wanting to break through in your life, but he wants to do it how he wants to do it. God is wanting to bring healing, but he wants to bring healing how he wants to bring healing, not how we think it should happen. I had my own ideas. Naaman had his own ideas, but it's God's way or the highway. (laughs) God is wanting to help you fulfill your destiny, but not how you think it should be done, but how he wants. He has a plan. And sometimes, and we've said it so many times, it's not just A to B. You know, you can zigzag around and all over the place. And God is saying that this year, the year of change, that as we partner with him, as we partner with faith, as we cooperate with him. And you know, cooperating with God is letting go of control. You know, you can't have both faith and control. I know because God spoke to me about it. You cannot have both faith and control. You have to choose one. You have to choose one. And if you want a good life, choose faith. If you want a miserable life, choose control. And when we choose faith, when we put our trust in Jesus, we can have the keys if that's all right. When we put our trust in Jesus, the ultimate gardener, as we respond to his great love and we do things his way, we will see a change in our circumstances. We will see a change in our marriages. We will see a change in our finances. We will see a change in our mindsets and our perspectives. God will move powerfully in our lives and he wants to. This is what's so exciting. I know we've got a little bit of work to do, but what he wants to bring as we take that first step and surrender and say, okay, God, and repent or whatever it is you need to do, God wants to come in like a flood, but it's his way. It has to be his way. And we will produce some incredible fruit both, both personally and as a church. And it will draw people to God. And you know what else it will do? It'll bring glory to our Father. Because ultimately, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Bringing glory to our Father. And people will see that there's no other way that that could have happened by God. And I really believe that God wants to catapult us forward into all that He has for us. But it's got to start with us, start with ourselves responding by laying things down whatever it is I don't know what your why not is but you've got your why not I've got mine but God's calling you to lay it down this morning pride addictions who knows the desire to always be right I don't know we all have different stuff you know today 20 years to date The 21st of February 2001 is when I entered the Drug and Alcohol Rehabilitation Program Teen Challenge. 20 years today. And in six days' time, on the 27th of February, I would have given my heart to Jesus Christ. And you know, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun. It's been painful. And I haven't always got it right. But it's been a constant just pouring out to God just giving him my stuff 
just allowing him to prune me and do what he needs to do year after year. But I had to start with that first surrender. God, do what you have to do in me. And here we are 20 years later, and I really believe this is just only the beginning. (laughs) This is just the beginning. And God has given this church a vision. And it's really simple. Connect, grow, empower. That's how we make disciples here at Everyday Church. And that is to reach as many people as possible with the message of Jesus Christ. And if that's happening, that means we're a growing church. Helping people connect with God, helping them grow in relationship with Him, and then empowering them to make a difference in the lives of others. And my question is, is will you join me for the next 20 years? Will you? For as long as it takes, for whatever God wants to do. Will you say yes to God? Will you start with yourself and allow Him to do whatever He wants to do in your heart and keep walking in all He has for you, both as a person, yourself, you, but corporately as a church as well? Will you stand this morning? Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father God. We thank you for the word for 2021, a year of change, whatever that may look like for every single person, Father. And we thank you for the things that you want to do in and through our lives this year. And we understand that it first starts with us, Father God. But how exciting to see the things that you want to do in the year of 2021. And I just pray right now, Lord God, that your power would come, that your anointing would come. And we pray and ask for a change of mindsets, a change of perspective, a change in whatever it is that you want to do, Lord God, a change in the atmosphere. And that would be open to all that you have for us. We say, here we are. Do what you want to do. Have your way in our lives. And every day we choose to get up and offer ourselves as living sacrifices. God says we make our plans, but He directs our steps. That you'd help us follow you, cooperate with you, to be led by your Spirit. We ask that you have your way in our life, Lord God. And we thank you for this year, the year of 2021, Lord God. Just while our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, I just want to give anyone an opportunity that's in the building or listening to us online, if you've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, today could be your day, the 21st of February, 2021. That's a good day to give your heart to Jesus. So if that's you, if you want to come back home to your Heavenly Father, if you just follow after me. Church, if you can follow after me. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins, wash me clean, and today I choose to live for you. Amen.
If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, if you're online, would love to connect with you. Uh, we can send you some resources. If you're in the building, I uh, would love to talk to you uh, after the service and pray for you. But right now for the rest of us, I want us to do business with God this morning. Is that okay? If God's touched your heart, if He's working on your heart, as we worship, allow God to move and do whatever it is He wants to do this morning as we step into all that God has for us. Thank you, team.